0: There are several things that I find very interesting about this group of cult traffickers. They love to fight on social media. It's really quite interesting because they only use memes. Uh, they're cowards. They won't come out as themselves. In fact, they actually won't follow my account. They follow Allie Cohen's account. So we know they're trolling us all over the internet. Everywhere they can, they are there. And then they're claiming that we're obsessed with them. I I find that quite hysterical. But again, we've talked about the, this is what borderlines do, right? Okay. But they prove their innocence, (laughs) prove, with memes. Now, I have had to go to court for lots of different reasons of since I was in my early 20s. And I have never once been able to use memes as evidence uh, or proof of my innocence or somebody else's guilt. But these people cannot live without memes. And they cannot live without covers. They show up. Michelle loves to pretend that she's Derek, and Rachel loves to pretend that she's Cherry. You know, they just all want to pretend they're somebody else so that they don't get in trouble. Yeah, that's a bunch of five-year-olds that are playing a game they shouldn't be playing. Now, I will agree with the fact that they are playing a game that they shouldn't be playing, but they need to start acting like adults, and they need to stop acting like five-year-olds, and they need to stop using minors as their cover. So what they have failed to notice is that Allie and I do not fight on Facebook. Yes, we will put things on Facebook. Yes, we will make people aware of what is going on. Uh, At the beginning of this mini-series podcast, you noticed that I started putting everything they were doing onto my Common Sense Therapy page. I wasn't doing that to fight them because... We were trying to go to the police and the courts and the government. We were trying to report them, and every single person turned their nose up at us. Nobody wanted to have anything to do with it. The U.N.A. County Sheriff's Department, they were covering for Derek. Uh, The judge, Gregory Lamb, he was covering for him, Aaron, Michelle, and Derek, Uh, You come into town and the Santaquin police and the Utah County Sheriff's office, they were covering for Charles Piper and the Pipkins. So you have all of these supposed legal uh, entities that refuse to do anything legal. Believe me, I even have gone all the way up to the Utah Attorney General, Sean Ray's and the Utah State Governor, Spencer Cox, and they blow us off too. So they are not interested in the truth. They are not interested in what is happening in their state. They are not interested in the lies because unfortunately, they're part of them. But we'll get into that later. So what you're seeing is that it has to be taken to the public forum because you the people are the ones who see that this is illegal that this does violate rights and that trafficking is actually wrong. That is why we took our information to the people. Now, here's the other thing about this, okay? I have a firm belief in God. Ali Cohen also has a firm belief in God. We try to live a morally righteous life as much as we are able to. I mean, we're humans, we're imperfect, but we strive to be moral, good people all the time. Now, Ali Cohen actually works for The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. This is known around the world as the Mormons, but I am going to refer to it as the LDS Church in this podcast so you know who I'm talking about, okay? Allie Cohen works for these people. Now, Charles Piper was called as a stake president for the LDS Church. This is akin to the priests in, uh, the Catholic church. They cover that big of an area. Okay. So he in essence, uh, is in charge of most stake presidents are in charge of like 10 wards. I haven't counted, uh, because Charles Piper has gone and made boundaries for his stake that suit him and his control, desires and his evil tendencies. So I haven't actually counted. I do know that in our little house, he has claimed that each bedroom is a different ward. Yeah, that is never a thing. A household at least is in the same ward. But no, no, Charles Piper has said that every single bedroom in our house belongs in a different ward. Uh-huh. So this is just a touch of paying attention to the fact that he's not living his religion. He's not following his religion's policies or the tenets of his beliefs whatsoever. All right. But he thinks that he is. And he thinks that he has punished me and my business partner and our families by extension. And he's also tried to punish other people who have spoken up and said, this is wrong. And then he goes and he uh, makes sure that he rewards those people who do what he wants them to do. Uh, For instance, Jared Cowan. Jared Cowan was a uh, he was a counselor in the state presidency. He was the one who was told to come after me and make sure that I was not doing anything that Charles Piper did not approve of. Well, Jared Cowan did a very good job of that. He kept giving me letters, he kept showing up to my house, he kept coming up to me and making sure I knew that I was not welcome in the church that I was sitting in, Uh, he actually uh, called me out over the pulpit one Sunday. He looked me directly in the eyes and told me that I was not allowed to participate in that meeting. You may find that untrue or bizarre or weird. Well, that's what happens when you're in a cult. They follow what the leader tells them to do. And Jared did this. He did this so well that Charles Piper rewarded him, gave him more power, more control, gave him his own little uh, entity that he could uh, control and do what he wanted with. All the while, Jared Cowan is getting buddy-buddy with the Pipkins because the Pipkins are buddy-buddy with Charles Piper. So you have to have the same wicked trafficking friends if you want to be a good member of the cult now a, a little bit ago Charles Piper decided that he wasn't getting where he wanted to go and so he called in his superior Edward Rowe Edward Rowe in the LDS Church is a member of the general 70s the uh, sorry no he's a member of the area 70s this is considered to be be a pretty high calling within the LDS church. You're over uh, in Utah, an entire, well, they're over like half the state, uh, religiously speaking. So he calls in Edward Rowe. And Edward and Charles sit down with me uh, to have a, a meeting, so to speak, where they informed me that if I didn't stop attacking them and I didn't stop speaking the truth, that they would punish me and punish me hard. I left the meeting and went home and told my husband, that was interesting, first of all, but also uh, he asked, my husband asked, what are you going to do about it? And I said, well, my daughter's wedding is coming up. I told you about this in the last podcast. And so I'm going to put my head down and I'm going to make sure that I can attend my daughter's wedding. Right after this, I received notice that Charles Piper was removing my membership from the LDS church and that I had not stopped any of my behaviors. (laughs) In a week, I hadn't stopped doing uh, nothing Uh, because like I said, I put my head down. I didn't cause any problems. In fact, I didn't leave my house very much that week. I was busy doing other things. So there was no way that I could have gotten in trouble if this were a real situation. All right, now here's the interesting thing over here where you see that Edward Rowe is a lawyer, all right? Keep that in mind. Charles Piper is also a lawyer. Keep that in mind. Now, neither one of them are currently practicing lawyers nor are they good lawyers, but they're both lawyers by trade. So I get notice that my membership has been removed and I don't get to do anything about it. In the Catholic terms, this is called excommunication. Uh, You're only in the LDS church supposed to be excommunicated or have your membership removed if you have been working with the Bishop and the stake president for a long period of time, and you show that you are not willing to follow the rules whatsoever. Then they will hold a meeting where you get to be represented And they talk about it and say, do you really want your membership in the church? And if you flat out say no, well, then they remove it. If you say yes, but I don't want to change, then they go and try and figure out the best course of action. Uh, I showed up to this meeting and there was an armed policeman sitting outside of the church not outside of the building, outside of the state president's office. So they brought in an armed police officer to make sure that I did not cause a problem. That's exactly what the policeman told me. He said, I'm here to make sure that you don't cause a problem. Like, oh, uh, okay. So you're going to, what, arrest me in a church for a meeting that is already illegal and against church policy. I'm not the one you should be here for. You should be here for the five men in the room, not one of them on my side. Okay, I go into the room and guess who's there? Charles Piper and Jared Cowan. And they question everything I say. They say, you can't feel what you claim you're feeling. You have no right to speak out against abuse or people doing things wrong. I, I have no right, by the way. And when my they finally allowed my friend to come in and say something for me, she said, why are we even here? And Charles Piper said, this is a community situation, not a church situation. And my friend said, then really, why are we here? Okay, that's just an overview of how they tromped all over me to make sure that I was, and I'm going to say, quote, excommunicated. Because in all reality, I was banished. That's what happened. Because here's what else they have forgotten about. If you have to met out consequences for somebody not following the tenets of their religion, then you are supposed to work with them afterwards to see if they want to come back. Now, I went to church the week after this all took place. And I got up and I spoke over the pulpit uh, in the LDS religion, we have a thing called testimony meeting where any person, any person, they don't even have to be a member of the church. Anybody who wants to can get up and say what they believe or what they think is good about anything. It is not scripted and it is not controlled. So I got up and I said that I really love truth and that I really love Jesus Christ. Now, I belong to the Church of Jesus Christ, that should be something that I say all the time, right? Okay, the very next Sunday, Charles Piper, well, that week, he was told that I dared to show up and stand up and say, I love truth and I love Jesus Christ. And he got up and in front of everybody said, what you heard over the pulpit last week you need to ignore. That was wrong. What I'm telling you is right. Does this sound like a person who is living their religion? Not to me either. Okay, so we're going along and I've got Edward Rowe, Charles Piper, both telling me that they are living their religion and they're not going to let me live mine. Now, I don't believe that, but they are saying that. Now, within this uh, excommunication process, you are allowed to contact the leadership of the LDS Church. Just like if I were a Catholic, I could write a letter to the Pope, right? Okay, so I was supposed to be given the way to contact the, it's called the First Presidency in the LDS Church. So I was supposed to be given a way to contact the First Presidency. I was not. And I was not given a way to tell them what was happening. I was not able to give my side of the story. I was not even able to tell them that Edward Rowe And uh, his superior, and yes, I do know who is over all of this, but I'm not going to share that right now, uh, and Charles Piper were uh, making it so that it was not safe for me and my family and anybody who knew me and my family to go to church, which is not something they're allowed to do. The other thing that happened with this is I told you the last podcast that Charles Piper has this huge issue with confidentiality. (laughs) Being a lawyer, that's probably where it comes from, and was forcing me to not say anything and to sign a paper saying I wouldn't say anything. Well, right after this (laughs) confidential meeting, Derek, Rachel, Michelle, All of them, and this time under their own names, uh, Juliet, they all started posting all over Facebook that I had been excommunicated. Now, you guys know that if you tell something to your church leader in confidence that does not hurt you or anybody else, they are not allowed to say anything. This is supposed to be even more uh, sacred confidentiality than with a therapist or a lawyer or any doctor, any of these other professions. If you confide in your church leader, it's supposed to not go any farther. But what happened in that meeting got blasted all over social media. Hmm. Not by me. I didn't tell anybody anything. Now, not because I'm ashamed of what happened. Obviously, I'm telling you about it now because I know that it was not right, not correct, did not actually happen. It was an evil act by evil men. And I do not follow it because (laughs) they didn't do it correctly and I didn't, it wasn't merited. It wasn't warranted. So I don't follow it. So anyway, what I gathered from that was that Charles Piper went to their weekly meeting and said, I got her. I finally got her. And there's no way that she can get around this. Eh, okay. They should know their audience better. What do I mean by that? If you're a comedian and you're in New York and you're telling jokes about uh, living in Oklahoma, the New Yorkers aren't going to find that funny. They're not going to care. It doesn't matter to them. If you want to be found funny to the New Yorkers, then make jokes about New York and New Yorkers, right? Okay, know your audience. Well, none of these people, and I have spent time, personal time with every single one of these people and not one of them knows their audience. Not one of them has figured out that by hurting me or trying to hurt me and attacking me and trying to destroy me and trying to hurt my family and trying to hurt my business is going to shut me up. I told them from the very beginning that if they would have just stopped talking and done what I asked them to do, they would have been just fine. I wouldn't have figured anything out. You know, the other interesting thing is that Allie Cohen told them the same thing. Sent them messages, sent them emails, sent them texts saying, you guys stop if you stop We're not going to keep going. Now, we're not going to let their illegal and trafficking activities continue, but we're not going to go after them. We're just going to report them and let the law take over. But they could not do that. So I get this uh, phone call from Charles Piper very late one night, uh, which is not a thing. I have been in Goshen now for four years, I think. And he has only called me on the phone once. All the rest were texts, emails, or cornering me in the church. So the one phone call that I get states that the first presidency agreed with Charles and I don't have any recourse. He left that on a voicemail. So if you are going to take away somebody's right to worship, how, where, or what they may, somebody's constitutional right to freedom of religion, You're going to leave it in a voicemail late at night. That's what you're going to do. Tell me that's not a coward. There are so many lessons to be learned throughout the course of history, good and bad. Now, if you look at all of the bad people, they're all cowards. They all want to control. They don't care to follow the law. And they all end up not where they wanted to be. If you look at the people who try to do what's right, try to be moral, legal, ethical, upstanding citizens, then you see them fight against evil. You see them become a resistance. You see them showing up and fighting for the truth. And the history of the world will not move forward without these people fighting for the truth. So there's a man, way back when, by the name of Martin Luther. This man, he was Catholic. At the time that he was Catholic, it was against the law for the common person to read the Bible. You weren't allowed. If you were caught reading the Bible, you were put in prison. So, you know, this isn't a new thing where I'm being banished. Seriously, it's happened throughout time. Uh, He started reading the Bible out loud to his congregations oh boy, we're in trouble now, right? Oh, just like me standing up and saying, I believe in truth and I believe in Jesus Christ. Yep. He got reprimanded. So he went and decided that the people who were in charge were wicked and they weren't doing it right. And he went And this is the famous part of history that we all know, the 95 things wrong, right? Where he went and he posted 95 things that the Catholic Church was doing wrong, 95 things that they were doing that was going against scripture, 95 things that he disagreed with. And he nailed it. To the door of the church. This is not a coward. This is a man who they knew who he was. And he showed what he was willing to do. Because he knew that what was happening was wrong. Oh, I really admire the Martin Luthers of history. They to me are what our history is is made of. They are the reason our world, our society, our culture is where it's at on the good front. They are the reason that we have been able to make such progress in so many areas. And I am so grateful for these people to be willing to stand up knowing full well that they are hated and that they will be persecuted to the full extent that the evil people can do it. There have been stories of people being burned at the stake and imprisoned for life and starved to death and put in exile and banished, right? Okay. Now, what do we learn from these people and why am I bringing this up? I am bringing this up Because these people, whether they claimed to believe in God or Allah or science or whatever they wanted to call their higher power, they believed in it, him. And they followed him to the very best of their ability, no matter what the wicked was doing. And they didn't do it with memes, And they didn't do it behind people's backs. And they didn't do it with lies and hurting people and destroying people. They did it with truth and with courage and with morality and humanity. So that's one of the reasons I'm bringing this up. Because are you going to be a Martin Luther? Or are you going to be the other guy? that we don't even remember their name, right? Okay, there's that point of it. But the other point of it is, if the Martin Luthers are standing up and nailing 95 things onto the church wall, who are you going to support? Are you going to support the church trying to kill Martin Luther? Or are you going to support Martin Luther? Now, obviously, there were a lot of people who supported Martin Luther. We wouldn't have Lutherism, right? Okay. So it's good that there were people out there who were backing him and at his side. But the thing that I am impressed the most with is the fact that God went to Martin Luther and he said, it is time. And Martin Luther did it. He didn't say, but. My life, my family. Ah, I can't do it. No, he didn't. He said, okay, and he did it. So I come back to the point that Allie Cohen works for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. We have been told that it is time. It is time for the truth to be brought to the light. It is time for the Michelle's and Derek's and Charles's and Edwards and Rachel's and cherries to be done. It is time. So we don't fight on Facebook. We go around and we collect all of the evidence from all of these people as they are posting that, we're the bad guys and that they haven't done anything wrong, they're still attacking us. They're still going around the back doors and they're still sending little messages and they're still, they haven't stopped. And we document all of it. We don't put it on Facebook. I only put it on Facebook when I have to. I put it on Facebook when they won't stop. I put it on Facebook when the public needs to know. And I am getting ready to put all of it on Facebook because that is what we have been told to do. I told you, the traffickers, the cult leaders, they all want to know who Ali Cohen is. They all... Keep screaming at me, she's you. I'm like, no. And they all keep screaming at me that she needs to stop. Well, no. And what I'm going to tell you is that Allie Cohen and I are going to start screaming back. Allie Cohen works for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter day Saints. It is time for the truth to come out. And it's going to. Now, while they have been attacking us, while they have been trying to intimidate us and scare us and shut our business down, while they have been keeping me from attending my daughter's wedding, while they go around behind me and everything I say, they show up and say, don't listen to her, she's wrong. While all of this has been going on, we have actually been fighting. And we now are talking to one of the top lawyers in the state of Utah. We are going to bring all of these actions, these illegal, these damaging, these hurtful, these wicked actions to light. We are going to be nailing our 95 thesis to the door. And we are going to be nailing it in broad daylight. Everyone is going to be able to see. Everyone is going to be able to know. Now, why are we doing it this way? Because this is the way that we've been told to do it. So this is the way we're going to do it. There are many, many very vile people who are trying to hide within the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. They are trying to hide behind Jesus Christ and claim that they are following Jesus Christ and claim that they are following God and claim that they are doing what's right and posting memes that show that they're the best there ever was. All while they are going around still trying to traffic Lindsay's daughter, still trying to hurt me and my family, still Still trying to uh, go after our business. Still trying to do all of these things to shut us down. Still trying to control. Still trying to have all the power. Well, control is elusive. It is impossible to get. And power does not share. So it doesn't matter how much they collectively hate me and Allie. Individually, they'll do whatever they want to maintain their control and their power. So they aren't going to be paying attention to anybody else. And here's what I'm going to say. I used to think when I would watch Aaron Rawlings... Uh, mess up, and when we would read the motions that we were given, and when we would get the uh, fake fraudulent court orders that had absolutely no hearing, no evidence, no anything backing it up, I used to wonder that the lawyers in this organization were not very smart But what I figured out is they are really smart because they are telling these other people what to do legally so that it looks like they're clueless. And they will walk away with everything they want because we are... We have all the grounds in the world to take Michelle and Derek and Juliet and Rachel and Charles Pipkin to court. We have all that we need for that. And that leaves the Charles Piper, Edward Rowe, and the one above that I'm not going to name yet to laugh and leave messages late at night saying, Ha ha, I won. They are doing this on purpose. But what they don't realize is they don't know their audience. So here's what's happening. One, there is a hit out on Derek. He, it probably hasn't happened yet, but it's going to. And he has been warned More times than I can even count that he needs to get out of this organization, stop trying to hurt his daughter and ex-wife, not ex-wife, and he should just flee. You know, I even told Juliet that she needs to get out of it and walk away and leave it alone. She's probably living her best life in Hilldale, Utah as a polygamist. I'm sure she's never been happier. Sarcasm. Okay. Michelle thinks that if she speaks as Derek and never has to show up in court, that we won't know it's her. What Michelle doesn't realize is that pretending you are somebody else in a legal setting is a felony. So... There's that. And if you say, well, so what? I don't care. Okay. If you go to prison on a felony, it isn't just that your vulnerable son will be taken from you. It is also that you won't ever get him back. Just so you know. But they think we'll stop there. They are wrong. I will give up. All the information I have. All of it. And I have all of it. I have how Charles Piper is complicit in this. I have how Edward Rowe is complicit in this. I know that Edward Rowe thinks that because he only met with me once and he got other members of the area 70s to do his dirty work for him that I don't think he's a part of this. I see his hand in all of it. And that's not the only thing. Annie sold you out. She told us that (laughs) she went and talked to you about all of this and made sure that she was doing what she was supposed to be doing and then came back and told us, told us flat out. And yes, I do. I kept the message. Uh, I think she sent it to Allie I, I'm not sure who it got sent to. But she came back and said, um, you guys are lying because I just met with Ed Rowe and he told me, da 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 So you think that one of the top lawyers in the state of Utah is going to not recognize all of this evidence for what it actually is? Then you are the dumb lawyers that you are trying to play and portray. But I know you're not. Now, why am I uh, directing my comments straight to them? Because they're listening. And they need to understand that if they want to maintain any part of their reputation and not have everything taken from them, then they need to stop this because as you, as they keep pushing this, like I said, they don't know their audience. They don't know who Allie talks to. They don't know where we're getting our information. They don't know. They didn't know that we were going to be able to get one of the top lawyers in the state of Utah. Do you know that they actually pushed it to a County Because they knew that if they made it messy, no lawyer would take it there. And we wouldn't be able to bring one in. They did that on purpose. So they have set it up in the hopes that they can get away with it. But what I'm saying is that we have been going around and actually doing the work that we need to, and building the cases that we need to. And they are lawyers. They know that it takes time and patience to build a good case. Nothing that these people have had or done or said has anything, it does not resemble patience in any way, shape, or form. However, our entire organization has been patient and methodical and moral. And the most important, legal. We haven't gone around breaking the laws. So if you're looking at the case from a lawyer and a judge perspective, and you say, well, Lindsay has a a warrant out for her arrest, so she has to go to prison. Okay. On what grounds? Because we are not a dictatorship. We are not a communist country. You can't just go and claim that you don't like somebody so they get to be arrested. There has to be a hearing. There has to be an investigation. There has to be evidence. There has to be proof. There has to be. So fine. Like I said in the last podcast, what are you going to base any of this on? you Because we have been willing to go the legal route, because we have been willing to follow the laws, because we have worked very hard and very closely with not just the laws and the uh, uh, moral and ethical judges and policemen, but also the actual people of the LDS church who have not gone off the rails and decided to start their own church and do what they want all under the guise of, no, no, I'm a really good Mormon. Oh, I'm sure you are. Um, We have gone to the top that we can go to right now because there's always the next step, always. And there is one last point that these people have failed to recognize. They don't know their audience. I know I brought that up again. So that's not one last point. But when I was in high school, I took debate. And my debate coach taught us how to research. I did an entire summer clinic on how to research. And this was back in the days before Google and the internet. This was card catalogs, this was libraries, this was legal documents. I learned before I graduated from high school how to read a legal document and how to interpret it. So I have done the research and there is a Supreme Court ruling that negates every single thing that this organization is trying to do. And since it's already gone to the Supreme Court and the Supreme Court has already ruled on it, they can't go back and appeal it. So they should have done their research. They should have realized that everything they're doing goes against not just state law, county law, local law. It goes against federal law, And it goes against Supreme Court rulings, which is the last say. There's nowhere else to go. So I'm going to leave you with one last tip on how to work (laughs) taking down people who think that just because they've got more money more control, more power, that they can do whatever they want. If they are cowardly and hiding and lying, they're easy to spot. But if they are doing everything illegal, they're not very patient. And they jump from step one to step 50 without even blinking. But those steps in the middle are what make our legal system work. So you can't just have any lay person decide that somebody else has committed a crime, put it on the books and go arrest them. We don't live in that country. They don't know their audience.